Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From Variety, celebrating 115 years covering the business of entertainment, this is the Award Circuit Podcast. He thinks it's the most ambitious standalone superhero movie ever made. Would you agree with that? Uh, until Doctor Strange 2. Yeah. <laughs> Academy Award nominee Benedict Cumberbatch is throwing down the gauntlet in 2021, and he's taken no prisoners in the process. I'm Clayton Davis. On this bonus edition of the Variety Award Circuit Podcast, we talked to Cumberbatch about his roles in Jane Campion's The Power of the Dog and Will Sharp's The Electrical Life of Louis Wayne, which both screened at this past weekend's Telluride Film Festival. He also discusses his return to Dr. Stephen Strange in the upcoming Spider-Man No Way Home opposite Tom Holland and his own Marvel standalone sequel, Dr. Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Talking with the guy with the best fans on social media. Coming up next on the Variety Award Circuit Podcast. Stay close. Benedict Cumberbatch is having one hell of a year, starting it off with an acclaimed performance in Dominic Cook's The Courier, which he also executive produced. He also had two films that screened at this past weekend's Telluride Film Festival. One as the English artist in the whimsical biopic, The Electrical Life of Louis Wayne, and on the other side, a homosexually repressed cowboy in Jane Campion's The Power of the Dog. I spoke with Cumberbatch on the ground in Colorado. We talk about this time in his career, his experiences in the Hollywood industry, and he even manages to give some shade to his friend Tom Holland. But rest assured, it's all in the name of Marvel. Check out our interview. Thanks for taking this time with me. I, you know, me and you have been best friends for a long time. You know, we understand each other <laughs> yeah. and what's going on. Uh, congratulations on having two movies here Thank you. and just being a very busy guy this year, four movies and doesn't look like it's slowing down for you. So, I mean, it's kind of a glut of stuff because of COVID and that's the sort of phenomenon we're entering now, I guess. But yeah, I mean, I, I did these films all quite separately, but first the Mauritanian and the Courier come out the same year. Mercury had a staggered release because of COVID, for example. That's a that's a clear indication of that. It was supposed to be released much earlier. And the UK only just now came out. I'm still on the side of buses. It's gravel wind. And then, um, yeah, the, the the double burst of these two films coming out um, pretty pretty hot on each other's heels of uh, The Electrical Life of Larry Wayne and then followed by The Power of the Dog. And to have both at Telluride is just, it's wonderful. Yeah. It's just so wonderful. So I'm... I'm I, also because they're utterly different worlds and different characters and 
there's stuff that I could, I've definitely learned from both of those experiences that is very, very similar in a weird way. But yeah, you couldn't have more different experiences. Um, as a viewer, I, I, I bumped into some people coming out of uh, Louis Wayne this morning going, oh my God, we were at the Power of the Dark last night and here are Louis Wayne. I was like, what? That's a lot of me in 25 years. <laughs> but they're so different. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's, cool. that's awesome. Oh, great. I mean, looking, looking over your career and you've been like, you know, we've seen you do a variety of different roles and, you know, you're producing, you know, you have your own production company and I feel like, maybe I'm just reading into it, I feel like there's a Benedict Cumberbatch directorial thing coming. I feel like there's, like a, there's a hint of it, like we're going to see you one day jump behind the camera. I'd, I'd love to do it. I'd love to do it. I think um, it'll have to be a, at a different stage of my private life when my kids are a little older. Um, but no, because it, it's all so, it's all, sorry, it's so all-consuming. Um, yes and not now it's been something I've been wanting to do for a long time though definitely uh, and yeah I mean we started talking about all these things happening at once I, you know there have been some very nice gaps which is the way I really like it now to be able to intensely focus on a project and then have some proper proper home time and, yeah. um, and not miss the heartbeat of, of all the joy of that um, and so yeah the directorial thing is, is interesting I have to switch my head off it was very helpful being with Jane although uh, I tease her, I say, yeah, it's really, I'm really thrilled how quickly my credit comes up after yours since I directed so much of your film. Because you know, <laughs> um, we, you know, we had a wonderful collaboration and there was a lot of um, a lot of collaboration, a lot of input from either side. And she's like, you've got to direct one day. You, you've got to direct, which from her is something. Uh-huh. And a lot of directors... Like, well, she she, she gave you the blessing. Sam just said it in a completely different context as well. He said, you should do it. You'd be great. I, 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 I'd love... Um, the idea of bearing witness to an actor's process. And I, I'd, I'd never tire of watching, you know, in an edit. Um, I mean, Maggie was saying this just now, Maggie, again, we could chat outside. I just could do it all day. I, it's so enjoyable, I agree. I, there's nothing better than watching good acting. Um, and to help someone get there as well, I'd love to facilitate that. And also to all the, all the rest of it, you know, the pacing, the mise-en-scene, the music, the soundscape, all of that. But chief amongst those um, experiences that I think I'm, I'm really looking forward to is just to be you know, surrounded by good actors and, uh, and trying to give them different ideas just so that they feel they've thrown it all out on the dance floor. That's awesome. Oh, that's, that's great. Um, because you're so busy, and it is, I, I feel this uh, as well. You can get your tea. So we can oh, thank you. Yeah. Listeners, this is a tea. Benedict, breaking news headline. (laughs) He drinks hot beverages. Yep. Uh, With the green tea, right? Do you want to get that done? No, no, I'm good. What's he wearing? Well, today (laughs) I'm drinking. No, it's a green tea. It is a green tea. Yeah. Um, I'm, you know, I'm I'm learning this part right now. Like as I go, and listen, obviously I'm not an actor, but I'm going deeper into my career, and because I have kids. You know, you you're do you you as you do so well, you know you're missing on those the key moments that you want to be part of so bad because you're working. It's like it's your art, it's your process. Do you find it difficult to kind of balance that out because you you've been working no, so much? I don't no, find it no. To no, I've, oh, I've got a wonderful partner in crying there, Miss Sophie. So we're we're very clear about what our priorities are around family, and that is what I'll say about that. It's such a treasured thing for me to keep that private. Work no, no, no please, but, yeah. But I, I I will definitely speak to that. Yeah, I mean it influences my choices massively now. People say, "What do you what do you, you know?" As if it's just I'm just going to do anything I want. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I well I do in a way. I'd want to be because it intensifies but like 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 lockdown as well it kind of really intensifies how 
extraordinarily precious those moments of work are, and you, you find a new focus, really, a new a new um, economy um, and precision in your work. You don't waste your time. You really, really get down to it, and that's that's wonderful. I think it's good for creativity. Um, I don't, again, I, I, I'd love to, but it just becomes an open season if I start talking. No, yeah, about yeah sure, please. Uh, you, you're a parent, you, you know, it, it, it inspires you in ways you couldn't possibly have imagined. Awesome. Um, well, the, 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 the power of the dog. So you're yeah. uh, under the thumb of Miss Jane Campion yeah. with a cast that includes um, my, 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 my 10-year-old girlfriend, yes, Kirsten Dunst. When, 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 I was, <laughs> when I was 10, I loved her. Um, and then I waited for her for a long time, and she married Jesse Plemons, and I had to move on. So that was that. But uh, no, you have Kirsten Dunst, Jesse Plemons. Jessie, yeah, okay, I, I love Jesse, and, I, and she, 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 went clear, she went for the next best thing. I was all right. That's okay. No, she's, a, she's, she's one of those girls that's grown up with a lot of people, and mm-hmm. she's, an, she's an American sweetheart. She really mm-hmm. is. She's also, just every single time I see her, becoming a more fierce and, um, and fearless talent she's just phenomenal a real a, a, really an actress to be reckoned with and she's a, she's incredible as Rose she's you're so incredible. mean to her in the movie so mean uh, you know he has his reasons <laughs> we can get into why yeah, yeah. why is it and I think yeah. that's what's really explicitly extraordinary about that character is despite how flagrantly misogynistic and torturous and confrontational angry and bitter he is there's a reason for it he's being driven to these extremes by intense loneliness intense anxiety about not being able to live his true life seeing his brother couple up and him never having been able to do that also the fact that he's built this thing with his brother for 25 years and it's going to go to that that kid really everything i've done mm-hmm. and um it's it, 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 compounding that is this fear that she is on the make and it can you know he's blind to the fact that she's a kind person that she's a good person that she's she's not she's not uh, she's not it's not coming from her scheming you know and i think you know it, it, what keeps people interested until they discover more about phil is the massive amount of vulnerability that's in all that anger and bad behavior yeah um, without, without giving anything away uh for people who didn't see it because they haven't seen it yet yeah. um there is a person in the movie that, they, that you speak of often, uh, Buffalo Henry, Buffalo Henry, Bronco, Bronco, Bronco Henry, sorry, Bronco Henry. Um, we don't see him in the movie. Did you have a vision or did you sketch out like who that was? I don't know if there was like a scene because I think there's yeah, like, I, did, I did. I mean, it was difficult sometimes to get a, an, an, an accurate fix on him, uh, visually, like, you know, just to really picture his face, mm-hmm. but, um, silhouettes or movements or shapes or sounds or smells all those things I look for sort of triggers and sensory um, devices to kind of stimulate that and think of that and be absorbed by the memory of him with those aids and you know I would write letters to him letters that I couldn't have written and I also wrote as him to my to to Phil Um, I would sit down with Jane and in character talk about him and remember him and I'd, I'd ask my subconscious to, uh, to, to to dredge up some stuff that might give me some um, clue on him or at least something that could go into the work based around what the kind of seismic impact of that character who's so present and yet never there mm. uh, in both the book or the, or the film um, and what he meant to film. Um, so it was hugely important for his presence to be constant for, for, for me. Um, and every now and again, I get a fix of his face. But I think even people we know and love incredibly well 
it's very strange the, the tricks that memory plays on you. And I used to, I used to beat myself up a bit about it. Like I really wanted to kind of fix him. Um, I told Jane that one time. I was like, after we'd done an exercise, I was like, I, I, I feel see, his face is still a blur. That's the problem. She went, No, you don't have to see. You know, whether you had a moustache or what his nose shape was. And, and you know, every now and again, there would be something that would come in, and there were pictorial references and. Be some identical of all of that—the imaginings and the observed, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a good question, and it, 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 yeah, something that meant a lot to to try and understand and and, and uh, envisage. A uh, little off topic for a minute, but we, you and I talk, was, were speaking earlier before yeah. the podcast um, that I need you back to host SNL before yeah. some time because it was one of the best episodes was give, give the guys a call um, you know 30 Rock here I can't, I, no I absolutely I'd love to do it I would absolutely love to do it again and um, there it is I put it out there yeah, alright there you go so right, right now we have yeah, it Michael's if you're listening it's uh, <laughs> um, this I had a really, really good time it was such a learning curve as well I think second time round I don't know maybe it's like second album syndrome maybe maybe there are more pitfalls but in mm. a way I think at least you're prepared for what the because it's so much insurance I mean hats off to people that do it endlessly or just do it so effortlessly uh, it's really weirdly tough it's enjoyable but yeah. you're you're going on you're going on show on at 11 o'clock is it I can't yeah. remember it's really really late and, and then you know you might not have slept until like 5 in the morning because you do all the pre-records the night before on the day before, you know, some of those shoots, if they're night shoots, can go on literally until five in the morning. And then you're coming from and you got to London. Yeah, exactly. yeah, like, oh, God. Know, press stools or whatever. Um, so, but, yeah. You heard it here. He, he's ready to go back yeah, whenever. I'm going to text Lauren. I'll let yeah, him know. Um, as we look, you know, with uh, the electrical life of Louis Wayne yeah. uh, and the, the courier earlier in the year, uh, all, all, and in comparison to Power of the Dog, all different performances. And I think that's what people imagine when I was asking the family question is that they think like you just weren't home for like, you know, two No, yeah. it's, it's because they're really all spaced out. That's exactly. The thing, you know, yeah. and it's just they're coming home to roost because theaters are opening again yeah. and they're being able to have their life, and especially the career, which is, you know, um, not, not, not going to be streamed yet, I think. I, mean, I can't remember. I should know. I'm the producer on it, but I've gone completely blank. Um, but, you know, certainly the Mauritanian, for example, had a theatrical release before anything else. And um, it, it is, it's true. I had two years, which was pretty back to back. I really ended when we wrapped Strange, but then, you know, I, that was, what, May this year? <clears throat> Maybe April? I haven't done anything else since. I did, well, I did some reshoots on Spider-Man. I'm going to do some reshoots on Strange. But that's it. And I'm very happy to just be present, to hold this moment and cherish it and watch these films come out and champion them because I, I'm super proud of them, whether it's uh, producerally, as in the case of The Courier and The Electrical Life of the Living Wayne, or, or being in front of Cameron or Four. You know, it's, it's very, very rare that you have this yeah. breadth of uh, challenges. Um, the difference between them all coming out so, so fast cool. on the back of one another. It's kind of an amazing thing. Uh, and because you're a producer, I think I, 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 you would have a very interesting take on this. We have, we are, you know, you're, you're, all your films are going to debut in theaters and then streaming platforms and all that. Yeah. And there's a really, I, there is a, 
there is a way for all those things to coexist in Hollywood, yeah. in well, the industry. You're giving the answer to the question, and I, and I think yeah. we're in the middle of it already. You, th- we? you think but we're seeing that right I now? Think we, well, look, two things happen. Once is that one is that the pandemic really sped up the ultimate reality that streaming services were going to have a much more prevalent mm. position in how we how we consume culture. And thank God for that. In the, in the sense of not being able to go to the theatre, but I think also like live music. Uh, as opposed to you know digitalization of music and streaming services there's been a there's a ma- not a backlash but like a massive invigoration and, and real what we're trying to say is basically people are dying to see stuff live again yeah. and theater for you is cinema you know for this culture and i think broad sweeps of europe and the rest of the world as well um, but particularly for you guys your your cinematic culture is your theater and you have great theater as well don't get me wrong but it's like being an English audience member in, a, in an American audience is a, is a profound uh, education. You know, it, it, it's like watching a pantomime at Christmas. You're so involved and viscerally open in your reaction, the gasps, the laughs, the cheers, the claps, the boos. It's just, it's amazing. It feels like you're having a connection with the action as if it's being played out in front of you by actors on a stage. And it really hit me that when I first started um, coming over here to promote, say, the Marvel films and how how visceral fan reaction is there. It's fantastic to hear that. It feels like being in the theatre, but weirdly you're sat in front of the proscenium arch watching yourself rather than being on stage. And I think like live music, there's a massive resurgence in hunger for that. And that's great. So now what we have to do is just make sure that the smaller, more eccentric, more quirky, but really profoundly influential picture houses survive. Mm-hmm. I think multiplexes are going to be all right. They might have to, you know, reduce uh, volume a little. Um, and God knows that I'm not, I don't want to get into a crystal ball conversation about this because we don't know what variants around the corner are all yeah. variant away from this all being far more difficult than it is now. Um, but I have to say, being at this festival and with the security of knowledge and the, the Security of knowledge, I mean, yes, it just, it reduces your anxiety to know that people have been tested mm-hmm. and have had vaccines, but mainly being tested because that's the real proof that there isn't transmission going on, to have proximity to people and enjoy being connected to filmmakers and audience in such an intimate way that Telluride holds. And this is my first time here. I'm just blown away by the experience. This is your first top, time here? On, yeah. On top, on top of, you know, the fact that we've been living through a pandemic of separating us and denying us that communal experience. It's really potent. Uh, lots of artists have talked about that, but it's the first time I've really experienced it is here. And yeah, it is my first time. I've had lots of films here, apparently. <laughs> not being here with them. About the invitation game was here. I didn't, even, I didn't even know. I must have known, but I'd forgotten. And <laughs> the one I did remember was 12 Years was here. 12 Years of Slave was here. Yeah. Awesome. Um, um, do you... Uh, do you feel like you were well prepared for the Marvel world? By the way, I interrupted your question. Did you did no, I no, sort no, of no, ask no, a question no, about the streaming services like theatre, right? You answered it that's the, that is the dilemma. Yeah, no, yeah, no, for sure. Do you think you were well prepared for the Marvel like fandom world? Like when you took on Doctor Strange, do you think you really knew what you were about to get into? I mean, I've done this little TV show called Sherlock, which had <laughs> pretty <laughs> kind of seismic ripple in the world I mean it was nuts even the Marvel people were like it's okay you will not need CP in Nepal cut to you know Durban Square not long after the earthquake when we insisted on going there to you know show that culture that we we, we hear you we're with you this place can operate as a, as a location for a film shoot um, but oh yeah you do have televisions you've always had televisions and you've seen Sherlock and they were, they were blown away I was like I think I 
it might get a bit dicey. So they, look, you're in this beard and you're sh-. people won't. I anyway, they fucking will. Mm-hmm. And when <laughs> when that starts to happen, and it was literally there's one moment of being in a car and we were literally being rocked by the people in this alleyway who were around us all benign but just wanting to have a little look or a photo or just a chat or just a connection and I had to get out of the car. everyone was like just stay in the car and I was like no no I have to get out of the car they'll move and they did they were so polite and I was waving and then then we could actually get somewhere you know they were too excited to realise they were blocking the vehicle but once I got out they understood and we, we went off and by the end of shooting in Durban Square it was it was like the Pope addressing an Easter crowd at the Vatican, it was nuts, the whole place was covered. I mean, it was wonderful. I mean, I was so grateful for it to be able to be there. How else would I go to Nepal? It's, you know, it, to do that job was, it was a great reason and I was amazing. But going back to your question, yeah, I, I, it, that, that prepared me in a way. Sherlock sure, like, sure prepared you for Marvel. Well, in a way, yeah, yeah. In a way the That's ownership, good. you know, the thing that, the, 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 the sort of trajectory, which is, own, well, first of all, it's um, a Marvel that's, call that a pun intended um like this is great and then the adoration of it which becomes pretty intense and then the obsession with it which becomes sort of ownership and then the disappointment and then the reclaiming on both parts and the synergy and the conversation which is sort of uneasy but you know you get to a point where it's like okay it's not quite where we thought we were going as a fan base or oh it's we're we're loving where this is going as a fan base you know so i'd been on that journey a little bit already by the time not fully i think i had another series to go actually before Mm -hmm. or after strange uh the first one that is um so it's a similar it's a similar dynamic but no i mean krista was i was just talking earlier and she she was saying you know on the lawn uh the first day i was here um, kind of wading through jet lag and altitude sickness and the thriller being this amazing setting and having two films to talk about and being on a panel and being uh, a little bit hungover and very sleep deprived <laughs> after a long flight and, and some celebration of Venice beforehand because we came from the Venice Film Festival to here in a heartbeat um, I, apparently yeah, there were just these sections there were cineasts, there were Marvel fans and there were Charlotte fans and you know I'm sure there are people amongst all of those who like each and every one of those things, but it, there's a, they have their own distinct identity. So I don't want to tread on that at all um, for fear of losing my life. Um, but, but there's also some synergy, I think definitely. Um, and look, man, I'm just, I'm really glad to be at the table yeah. and invited to the party. You know, it's a rich, rich culture to belong to and to service a, a, an extraordinary character with a lot of potential. And, I'm excited. I'm excited for them to see the next evolution in Spidey and, and the next strange film. And, you know, it's, um, it's a wonderful ride to be on. And I, I, I hope they enjoy coming along cool. with me. Uh, I have to ask you, I mean, you already touched on it. I'm, I have to ask, I know you can't say much about it cause it's the way yeah. things work, but I wanted to know if you could just tell me the end of the, uh, Spider-Man. No, it's <laughs> not. I mean, just tell us like everything about it. I, I can tell you the end of it. Yeah, I can. Is it what, what but happens I'm not going at the to. end? Yeah. <laughs> um, but is there anything you can share about it? Any like little like Aww. fun stuff? Like trailer looked great. And, uh, and I don't like your disrespect for Benedict Wong, uh, by the way. When he Tom, tells you to do something, you got to uh, do it. Tom is, in fact, not a gymnast. He uh, is, uh, he's actually, yeah, he, <laughs> I can't know where I'm going with this. I can't even make stuff up about him. The guy's ridiculously talented. Uh, I, to talk about Tom, I can't really talk about what happens, obviously, but yeah. um, and where it goes. But, um, oh boy, it's going to be a great film, I think. I think John Watts is a genius. Uh, all that team behind those three films are, are, are utterly brilliant. And... Yeah, just it's it's, so, it's so, it'll be a lot a lot of fun. I mean, so, there'll be a lot of debate about it, I'm sure. But I mean, 
it's it's a daring brilliant brilliant concept so let me ask you this i interviewed tom last year and he said about it he said he thinks it's the most ambitious standalone superhero movie ever made would you agree with that uh until doctor strange 2 (laughs) throw it down tom throw it down um but yeah yeah for now it'll do it'll do yeah i mean because that's like five Uh, months apart what's that when does doctor strange 2 come out again not not long after. I mean, I think at the moment it's March. I mean, March. Like yeah. I said, who knows? Yeah. Because so, of everything. So for four months he can hold the title. That's okay. Yeah, he can hold yeah. it for a bit. Yeah, that's good. Just a little bit. <laughs> no, seriously. I, I, you know, it, it's got it has got great ambition, and I think it's. I by I mean, I haven't seen it, but uh, by all accounts, I think it's achieved it. Um, I mean, even on paper, the audacity was like, how the hell is that going to fuck? But also so excited at even the opportunity of of, of them exploring those ideas. So yeah, I'll be really interested to see how it comes out. But I'm, I'm pretty certain it'll be a hit because, like I said, John's John's great. He's got such a light touch. He's so assured, though. Um, he's great to hang out with on set. He's a real cineast. He's very witty, but incredibly generous and supportive. Oh, everything you want in a director. And he's young. He's energetic. Uh, he gets the kids, and I call myself an older person, mm-hmm. so the older people. Um, <laughs> and 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 he, you know. It's an atmosphere on that set. It's a, it's a really, it's a bonded group as well. They've, been, they've done three of them now, and yeah. beautiful working environment. I really, really enjoyed being on that set. Really did. My last question for you, yeah. uh, because I'm, I love film. And I know you love film. What do you recall the movie that did it for you? The movie that punched you in the stomach and said, "Go be an actor." Oh, well, that's a uh, Yeah. The most immediate go-to movie for me, not, and this doesn't answer your question exactly, but like a punch in the gut moment for me was was watching 2001 Space Odyssey for the first time. And with a brilliant director called Andrew Birkin, who'd worked as like a T-boy on it, but had ended up doing some of the second unit stuff over the landscape that was then decolored for the whole mm-hmm. sort of uh, rebirth Dawn of Man sequence in the end. Um, not Dawn of Man, the, the end sequence, the, the, the oh, what's it called? I can't even remember now. I wrote a dissertation about this and I can't remember. <laughs> it was a while ago. Um, that amazing psychedelic sequence where uh, the consciousness of the conscience of man has evolved um, the doors of perception moment and to have both the experience of watching the film but then the discussion of it afterwards and realizing how profound the philosophy of a piece of entertainment can be that it's true art mm-hmm. that it's craft at its highest level i mean everything i became obsessed with could be like the fact that he you know he developed materials with NASA ahead of mm-hmm. Armstrong stepping on the moon and Armstrong himself saying, yeah. I felt like I'd kind of been there before having watched 2001 Space Odyssey. Um, you know, the whole thing of that uh, aspect of it, Doug Trumbull's camera work, all, all of it, the set designs, but um, at its heart, just quite how extraordinarily philosophically impactful it is to sort of talk about humankind, I guess in a slightly... Uh, well, no, in a very, in a very pessimistic way to, to a degree, but with hope of change that we are we've only evolved our weapons and our ability to throw junk further into space, basically. Mm. Trash. Uh, it's, it's quite a pessimistic worldview, but then at the end there is this hope that alien intelligence will help us make an evolutionary step towards a new consciousness. That's kind of profoundly, extraordinarily hopeful. And I, I echoed in, in, in Denis Villeneuve's Arrival, which was another oh. film that just had such emotional beauty as well as um, conceptual beauty and, and, and craft in it. Um, acting, acting, schmacting, whacting. Uh, so many films, mm-hmm. so many films. Um, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, mm-hmm. 
The Shining again for Jack. I mean, I think Jack did Chinatown. Jesus, what a film. And uh, I would say uh, Five Easy Pieces as well. I mean, there's all Jack Nicholson's work. But um, he had a huge influence on me. So we got to get you to work with Jack then. Is that what we're saying? Jack. We'll Jack. get him out of retirement. It'll oh, work. No, well, uh, no listen. I, 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 think, I, I, I would say, well, no, a couple more. I'd say. Oh, you mean, oh, no, no, let me think. Um, oh, uh, 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 it was on the tip of Dog Day Afternoon. Um, I mean, really, that amazing period of the, the 70s, 70s, the 70s yeah, when the yeah. East Coast boys came over and took, it, took the studio system to town yeah. and created really character driven, esoteric work. Uh, blue studio budgets apart with things like Apocalypse Now. <laughs> yeah. uh, what was the what the, the Chimino film that was? Oh, what was it called? I can't remember now. But just um, uh, you know, and yeah, I was very lucky growing up. I, I I didn't I didn't watch a huge amount, but it all had a massive impact. But I mean, you know, as far as the stuff that I was allowed to watch and culturally into, I grew up in a great era of cinema. You know, yeah. the 80s was fantastic. The 90s and 80s was just yeah. great. And whether it was Back to the Future and Ghostbusters and uh, um, the Indiana Jones films and the Star Wars films, I, all of that was just, there was great work at every level in that, even though it was pop culture and entertainment. It doesn't matter, it's great. No, great yeah. stuff. Right? Uh, listen, thank you for taking the time with me. I promise, no, 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 no I'll talk to you all day. The last thing I just have to tell you, I promised, uh, social media is a terrible place, typically. <laughs> However, I, I know. Tonight. However, I have said this publicly, and I told and I told them I would tell you this if oh, I ever got okay. to interview you. Okay. Your I'm your fan base, yes. and they're called many different things. Yes, yes, I know. Are by far the best fan base. They're not as toxic when 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 they hear of you and they like they they're just I'm so proud a of very that. very that's... nice group of of well. I mean, they adore you in a way. I don't think I love my children as much as they love you, <laughs> oh, but they are a very good group and you have a very good loyal fan base. I had to tell you that. Well, that's them, but it makes me very proud. Uh, it's like a parent. Uh, you raised I mean, them well. I've raised them well. I've taught them well. <laughs> Given them everything I've got and uh, it's turned out nicely. <laughs> my children are doing well. No, seriously, that, that is, that's really heartwarming to hear because it's, I know what you mean. It can be incredibly toxic place. I mean, I, I'm not on it, and partly, partly like to just disguise myself. And go, I haven't even got a fake Instagram account. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I took myself off Facebook years and years ago, I mean, yeah. well before this happened. You yeah. know what I mean? And it looks like a lot of work and a lot of anxiety. And you, I know, I understand. At the same time, you get great rewards out of it. There's huge amounts of communication and sharing, and I'm not aloneness. And just like you can bring a lot of support into your life and yeah. and realize who you are and find your voice and your purpose and. That's great. It's great. Everyone can have a platform. This is fantastic. Um, I also know that I'd be pretty terrible if I had any more of a platform than I already got. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm quite busy. With you, you're doing well. So I think you're okay. I think I'm fine. Yeah. But thank you, uh, Benedict. You're welcome. Thank we'll you. see you more. That's actor and producer Benedict Cumberbatch. The Courier is now available to rent and purchase on Blu-ray DVD. The Power of the Dog opens in theaters on November 17th before streaming on Netflix November 24th. The Electrical Life of Louis Wayne opens in limited release on October 22nd before streaming on Amazon Prime on November 5th. Spider-Man No Way Home will be released in theaters on December 17th. And Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is currently scheduled for March 25th, 2022.
And that's it for this bonus edition of Variety Award Circuit Podcast. Drew Griffith edited this episode and Michael Schneider is the producer. Be sure to subscribe to the Award Circuit Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you download podcasts. Also, head to Variety.com and click on the Award Circuit tab to find the latest Oscar predictions and key races, as well as your daily fix of news, analysis, and reviews. For Jazz Tanke, Janelle Riley, and Michael Schneider, I'm Clayton Davis. We'll see you on the circuit. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.